second cradle of liberty. Look at you, you're a freak! What are we alive for except to grab all the kicks we can? To contaminate our society. Now being renovated. Fuck you, Nick. Podcasting live from a fucking hellscape heat wave like the earth has never seen. It's something else like the earth has never seen. The worst little podcast, and I'm your host, Nick Ramirez. Woo! <laughs> and joining me today is Chewbacca. We've got Dogwater Dick, guest host Sophia Short, Eric Stanglin, and Katie Keller. We're talking out of our ass. Fuck yeah. There we go. Yeah, like lined up perfectly. Nailed yeah. it. I think we're okay. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Back back at it again. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, man. We had a couple weeks off. Poor Rick. Yeah. Are you feeling Rick, better? Oh my God, you guys. Well, no, I went out of town with Ian for the yeah. uh, yeah, Mosswood Meltdown in Oakland, in Oakland yep. that we go to every year. And that was a great fucking time. And we saw the very last time that Swamp, Tom Sachs will ever play. And we saw some other bands and it was great. You saw The Godfather. You saw um, yes. Gravy Train, huh? Yes, oh, that God, was. I love Gravy Train. That was hilarious. Oh my God. That was really that was really funny. I'm hoping they Teddy Bear Orchestra. Or J-Bot. Uh, I missed that, but Ian saw that, and he's like, have you ever heard of this guy that makes <laughs> stuff with robots? They play and them. I'm like, fuck, you were not around in the 90s in Reno. Like, because we saw that <laughs> asshole so all the time, and we loved him. Yeah. Like, and I'm all, dude, he's also captured by robots. And he, and he uh, like, looked it up and was like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. But he loved it. Yeah, like, he, it was the was It, it was the, the takeaway. Or the, the, the Meltdown, I mean? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's rad. Yes, yes. So cool. Mosswood Melt, he played Mosswood Meltdown, and and just like always, his, some of the shit started breaking, and he had to like <laughs> fix it on stage, and like yeah, but it, but he played it off, and like like he's a true pro, look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so that was that was well, super there's great. a picture of Jay Bot. If you go to pro in the in the book, <laughs> whoa, exactly. <laughs> and so that went really good, and then uh, and we, as soon as we got back, Ian's like, I have a sinus infection. I hope you guys don't get sick. <laughs> and then and three did. days later, dun, 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 dun. three days later, it started happening, and I was like, oh, "Shit, well, I don't get sick in the summer ever, you guys." Hmm. So that was Oakland will shitty. do it to you. Mm-hmm. I was totally Oakland, <laughs> yep. and we uh, we spent a lot of time at the Cathedral Building, where there's a gorgeous coffee shop, and there was no people in Oakland, you guys. Wow, yeah, like we, we were stayed in, in downtown. At the same time, we were actually went to the A's and the Yankees game that same time. You were down there. It was Fourth of July weekend, so yeah. maybe everybody uh, left. Yeah, but there was yeah. no. We stayed in downtown. We're usually in the Mosswood area, but mm-hmm. we had to stay in downtown. There weren't any uh, Airbnbs around Mosswood like available. Square. Was it Jack London Square? It was right. I don't know exactly. It was kind of. It was a little crappy where we were. It was right next to a lot Can't where it looks like people get assaulted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was. But it was. It was nice. We just walked around, had a great time. We were within like a five minute walk to the Cathedral Building, which I love. And that's uh, I forgot what the name of this Latham Square, mm-hmm. and it's not a square. It's a triangle. I don't know why they call it that. <laughs> so they they should call it they Latham want. Triangle. <laughs> But I like a, a nice triangle. It's the suit, but the cathedral building is a super tall building that's like twenty feet wide and thirteen stories high. Would you say it's a nice Osceles or a obtuse or whatever? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. I don't know. Did you get that far in high school? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I don't know if I if if the a squared plus the b squared equals the c squared, but you know, we'll never know. So so that was that was hella so that was great. We had a good time and then it came back and I got sick. So we mm, missed one yeah. week because of that. That was planned. And then we missed the second week when we were gonna have a great band because I fucking couldn't do it because I was oh, sick as no. shit. Yeah. 
And Apologies to the electric who will be on rescheduled. Yes. Yeah, they're yeah. rescheduled. Cool. Damn it! Damn it! Well, uh, so yeah, but I had a great time. So it was kind of worth it. Right on, right on. Well, we got our guest host Sophia Shorts here too, and Hello. something big happened over the weekend. It did. There was the uh, the the flea market. That was it. Was fun. It was uh, you know they're not the generator, so that um, somehow nobody knew that it wasn't the generator. Like that was a big one. Even bands that were playing. It's like the Thursday before. They're like, "Yeah, we're playing at the generator." I was like, "You, you know, you're. It's not at the generator, yeah. right?" So I like tried to make a post because I was like, "Okay, guys, I could just imagine like how annoying that probably was at the generator." Everybody's knocking out. on the door. Yeah, why <laughs> but, is it shut? Yeah, but it was a good turnout. I mean, Did the generator was, have to put a sign a, on that I, said they had to the have, show isn't yeah. here because I feel like so, like you know people just don't like to read. Like even, yeah. <laughs> even if it says the venue, they just don't read. You know, um, yeah. but, it's not the but generator. It's, it's whatever, fun. dude. Yeah, whatever. It sparks. It sparks. You know, who knows? First. At first, we were scared that we couldn't get people to go to Sparks, and now we can't stop people from going to Sparks. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was fun. Um, it was a good turnout. It was at uh, was it the Great Basin Taps and Tanks, which I'd never been to. Um, I was in my head picturing that we were going to be in the like refrigerated area where the tanks are. No, no, we no. were in just like the warehouse. It was so hot. But even for how hot yeah. it was, there's like still like a good. It was out. insane. Yeah, there's still like Jesus. a really good turnout. They had like uh, fun car. I, I was working a booth, so I didn't. Was uh, everybody half naked? Uh, I mean, yeah, Pictures there's a lot, I saw a, lot of, a whole bunch of yeah, a lot of people. a lot of carnival stuff. It was like one or the other. There's a they're half naked, or there's a dude, uh, one of the food trucks who was wearing just a sweats like in the sun, directly in the sun, taking like the orders, just wearing sweats. Wow. And like a, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. It's probably for feet. <laughs> some yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, this is nothing. Chilly here, I yeah, <laughs> that guy lost thirty pounds. <laughs> yeah, there's people in like full like a uh, kind of. What am, I can't think today. Um, Thunderdome, like like the Thunderdome gear, and I, I could imagine like, they were or even the the carnival clown, like the face paint. I'm sure oh, they God. were they were Dude, sweating. Yeah. When I was a little kid, some of my first dirty thoughts that ever happened were about that movie. <laughs> was it was it Master Blaster? Or, um, no, was, it was I forget which character. <laughs> there were some characters. Tina Turner. I, I was a little probably. kid. <laughs> oh God. We don't need another uh, hero. Yeah. <laughs> Who run Bartertown? Who run? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it was, it was good. It was a good turnout. Um, I kind of I ran into to Kim right before I left. Actually, yeah, she was like, "I might be there Monday, probably not. I'm gonna be exhausted." <laughs> but, but yeah, they were running around. They did, they did a good job though. They they pulled together. Um, it was cool this year. They they kind of cut down on the the amount of vendors, but they gave us like a bigger space. Okay. And so it used to just be we'd show up and you just have like a six foot table and that was it. But this one, they're like, "Okay, you get eight feet, do whatever you want." And so that nice. was it was the biggest one I've done. So it was a lot of fun. I'd like find more tables like, <laughs> i just always had the one uh, but yeah it was it was cool so i had like a big display and and uh i also had like a little side thing with my dad's records so my dad moved to the philippines and he left me about nine boxes of lps and like four like 45s and i took a lot of them but i've just been like about five of them have just been taking up space like in my laundry room mm-hmm. so I brought those and so it's weird Saturday was all mainly records like I sold out of almost all of them but only Whoa. sold a couple jewelry wow. things and then Sunday Damn. was the opposite like no one touched the records but I sold out or almost sold out of all my jewelry it was weird what, <laughs> what was flavor fun. were his records so he had, a, he had a lot of stuff he was a DJ um, for Oldies 104 when I was a kid oh. and then he was a DJ in like LA and Santa Cruz before I was born um, oh but, wow yeah so he it was all over the place he had like a lot of weird stuff too, because he would make the commercials like before you know radio was was digital and stuff, and he had had to like cut, cut parts of record, yeah, to make like the shorts in between, uh, between songs and stuff. But 
He used to bring me on the air too and let me do my terrible like Ace Ventura impressions when I was like five. <laughs> can, can we get one now? Patreon exclusive, right? You're right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a Patreon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, so, we had a great song on the Patreon, you guys. And yeah. if you don't have a Patreon you subscription, then um, you definitely it. missing out. Subscribe. It's and really not that expensive. Some old Reno banter and ended up being so things. great. Yeah, we definitely yeah. need to put a dollar in the back in the day jar, <laughs> but. But yeah, and uh, so uh, yeah, so for what is it? Five bucks or more on patreon.com slash worst little podcast. Okay, sorry, I keep going. <laughs> good. Yeah, no, it, so it was a mix. Like I took uh, the stuff I took out was he had almost every like Motorhead thing ever. Oh wow! Um, he had like even a signed like forty five from all three of them with like photo proof that he like. Oh wow. That's them. Yeah, and then he had a. Uh, I I feel like he hoarded the Judas Priest and Sabbath because I know he loves them. There was none in there, and I was like, Dad, where's where's the priest? Like I know, <laughs> I know it's in here. He's like, I had it all on CD. I'm like, that's that's a lie. Like that's not a thing. Um, but like I know a lot of it was worth some money. Uh, I sold like what I could that was worth money. But I this stuff, I it was like everything was a dollar, and it was so. There's a lot of buyers that were de- like. You're only selling this for a dollar? I'm like, just just take it. Please get out of here. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> like, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I'm selling laundry room space right now. Yeah. yeah, my house is so crowded. I was like, I can't have it here. Um, but yeah, the stuff I kept, he has like a lot of Motorhead. He had some like first pressing like Punk 45s, like Dead Kennedys and Black Flag. Ooh, and, nice. uh, yeah, a lot of um, – he had like Minutemen, some like Suburban Lawns, a lot, a lot of stuff. Um some first pressing like LPs too, uh, so I kept I kept a lot of that. But oh good, um, yeah, oh yeah, I kept all that stuff. But there, a lot so of don't sell that for a dollar. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had like a few buyers or like friends come over and like I, I went through and priced every single one through like Discogs, like a median. You know, found the median price, and uh, but this was like it's been a year, and I'm like I can't. Dude, these aren't moving. Like <laughs> they need to go. But uh, yeah, a lot of weird like like DJ promos. But he had a lot of um, like. Beatles solo 45s, which was weird. So it was just oh, like cool. Ringo and like Paul McCartney and John Lennon, even Yoko and even John Lennon's son, <laughs> like 45s, like a lot of weird stuff. And then kind of uh, every grand funk thing that's ever existed that, that some like really young girl came and bought and was like maniacally like counting all the grand funk and just like, ha, ha, ha. And, like, <laughs> and she just had a stack of like, it was like 20, yeah, it was like $20. She's like, it just keeps going. It keeps going. And I'm like, there's more over here. Ah! I'm like, who's this girl? <laughs> she, just, she was really sweet. Yeah, she came up and I'm like, it's a dollar. And, ah! and, like, and like, like ran away like a little goblin, like while the, all the grand funk records. <laughs> I was like, was that a fever dream? <laughs> it just happened. That's amazing. But yeah, so I'm down to I have like one box of uh, like LPs and 145s that I'm just gonna probably dump it recycled at this point. Did he have any of the Casey Kasem uh, weekly top 40 records? No, that would have been that would have been rad. Because um, I, I I would love to have one of those. I mean, just imagine was, uh, all those all those like years. Tell? No, no, no. Casey Kasem's weekly top 40. When you would hear that on the radio back in the 80s when we were kids. Oh, yeah. Casey make, Kasem's like, weekly top 40. Those make, were like, released. Those were released on vinyl to radio wow. stations. Oh, that's there cool. was a time yeah, before how, CDs. I guess that's, that, that's how, how they put it out. To, had to play. That makes sense because you had like, uh, like Beatles ones wow. that were just like clips of songs. So there's some weird Dude, stuff like that that were pretty cool. So definitely. that means that out there, there are, those records exist, oh, yeah. and it's just like one sliver of one week in uh-huh. your childhood. That would be great. Of, yeah. I would yeah. love to have there's one. There's some cool stuff, and he had like like this. Like I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a it'd be like Scottish. Uh, Highland Festival of nineteen like seventy two or something, and and I guess those are rare because it's like someone was there at the specific event in specific time and like recorded it and then had to like put it on vinyl and it's like a a whole series and so he had a lot of like 
different things from all over the world yeah, that were pretty like cool. Sounds like some rare stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. it was cool. Um, it, like I couldn't find that it was worth any money, but I think like some of the buyers that were going through it thought that maybe they found a gem, and I wasn't going to tell them like any difference. Oh, <laughs> I was that's like, yeah, amazing. sure. Hey, but hey, it was, it's still cool. <laughs> hey, Rick, have you heard the Casey Kasem losing his mind? Oh, are you kidding me? Wait, that is the. I got to talk about a fucking dog about dying. No. Like it's, every it's time they put me the, on. The, the, <laughs> and where were those pictures I was supposed to see? And it's just like he just free. He's, you guys, he's coming out of a slow record, and he has to do a death dedication. And he's all, "It's about a little dog named Snuggles." And, like, and how we die. And then he's all, "What the fuck?" Coming out of these fucking fast tempo, up tempo records, and I got to read about a fucking dog dying. And he just starts screaming about it. And it's his and real where's, voice. Where's the yeah, pictures I was supposed oh. to see? And it's fucking yeah. Shaggy from Scooby Doo just <laughs> freaking out on the engineer it's or so whoever's good. sitting there. Oh, that's awesome. And what's the guy's name? He says a guy's name in there. I just, oh, it's so, such, it made him so much more YouTubing. beloved to me. Yeah, up to, yeah. Up to oh, absolutely. It. <laughs> it's so great. And it's, yeah, famous. Like, so, so oh, he has, I love that. The, so he has like the, where he can switch from radio voice to. No, it's the same voice. Okay, because I was like, is it like Chris yeah, Payne? That's his Chris voice. Payne is, that's his voice. You've never heard that voice like, like rip someone a new asshole. Yeah, but it's the same voice. Because some people can switch. Like my dad, he could switch it on. Like he would, uh, he'd talk normally, and then he'd be like, "And this is—I can't remember his DJ name, but he could—he could switch it." But then there's people like like, like Chris Payne is my favorite because you run into him, and he's—that's just his voice, yeah. you know. And then he's like, "Oh, like, hey, how's it going, man? Yeah, I'm like, how's, how's it going, Chris? Oh, I just had lunch over at the. I'm like, okay, you're not doing like a, Chris. I love you. Like you're just telling me you went and got lunch. <laughs> yeah, I love radio voices. That's amazing, right? But like Max Volume, I mean, his voice is his. Very, it's mm-hmm. not like Hello, I mean, radio, but he no. maybe gears it up, but it still sounds like him no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have Ooh, podcast voice? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little like Randy Savage. Yeah. It's like a mellow Randy Savage. <laughs> yeah. It never gets Stone to like Slim Randy. Jim. Randy Savage. <laughs> like if Randy Savage got really into Xanax. <laughs> You're right. Cocaine. I never thought about that it. That would have ruined that character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we're taking Xanax instead of a bunch of cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Carrying no. cream with him Steroids everywhere. And little little and half and half. Mushrooms. He's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> you guys have seen the, the cream, right? Where he's like, the cream. But he's just pulling like half and half yeah. out of everywhere because he's the cream of the crop. <laughs> like, how long were those in your pocket? Like, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was good though. Cool. Right on. Kim wanted oh. to let everybody know that she had a great time, even though it was hot as fuck, and she was happy yeah. to to do it and grateful for all the support and everybody who yeah. came out. Yeah, they killed it. Everything they did great. Oh, and the music, was the music all great? Oh, right, yeah. All the bands were great. Yeah, so my booth was, like, right behind the stage. Like, we shared, like, a a wall, kind of, or a fake wall. Um, So I could could hear everything and feel everything, too, because we were, like, right behind it. But it was was cool. It was a good spot. I was, like, uh, kind of in the back, like, by the door. Um, But, yeah, it was good. Any new bands that um, you got to see? Yeah, I everybody I got to see Pussy Valor at at a. Everybody was talking about them. Oh, was that, that it? Was, I don't. Th- I don't know if that was their first show, but that was like one of the punk rock flea markets. Was when everybody first noticed. Oh, that. the one last year. Yeah. yeah, that was great. So I've known. So is there anything Wolfgang that got since he was like seven years old? Because I'm friends with Raiders. Little so kid. To see him now, and he's just total like Lux Interior. It's just I love it so much. Um, so this one, let's see, this year. Who was new? Oh, you know, Preacher, I found out, is my friend from high school. And that was funny because people, like, 
they're big. They're like pretty big. <laughs> like yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. And just, I'm like Nate Garrison. Like what's he doing? Like you know, he's just like yeah, it's funny to see these people preacher like by name in the text right earlier about how we need to get them on here. Oh so, uh, yeah, yeah, no, they're great. Nate, Nate's he's so sweet. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know any of the other guys, but they're uh, we were kind of right next to where the bands were putting up their merch and stuff. And mm-hmm. so it's like, hey dude, what's up? And like I didn't I didn't realize like how big they were. And it's like people come in and taking like photos with him. I'm like oh that's, oh wow that's rad. Yeah, like good for you know it's, it's cool to see him. And then. Uh, and, and uh, there's some, I don't remember what they were called. They're the first band of Sunday. And they're kind of like indie, like kind of like sad teen music that I was like, I kind of like this. And then it was, uh, it was a bunch of teens. And so I was like, oh, these are actually kids playing. This is rad. <laughs> like, this isn't retro. They're actually going through this yeah, right I now. I went and looked at them. I'm like, oh, they are right kids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were, they were great. Um, Manchild's always fun. I love Oh, my God. Show. They're so fun. Right, and then they covered High on Fire. And I was like, you guys are just so good. Um, and Dan, I love Steinmetz forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The they're all. Guy. Yeah, all of them. They're yeah, all just a fucking bunch of wizards. Yeah. I love them. Like all talented and great yeah like yeah, just, i mean nice just people. amazing people all yeah. of them. um i played friday or saturday it was uh i don't know it was just like i think towards the end especially after like three like the last three hours everyone was just kind of a little delirious just because of how mm. how hot it got oh yeah uh, there should be like a heat stroke yeah. high going on the whole building. yeah i guess that happened i think like one of the security guards outside or someone did have oh. yeah something something happened and I, I think they're okay but yeah like it, it was it got pretty it was gnarly and so I was, I was actually really thankful that that many people showed up like i was i was surprised um but they yeah they did their best at like dunk tanks and Little fan areas and stuff like that. Do you remember the one we had when it was a snowstorm and we thought nobody was going to come? And everybody showed up. And this is the opposite. It was like it was hot as fuck, and everybody (laughs) still showed up. Like it just doesn't matter. I was I was stoked. I was getting a little worried, and it had like kind of a like the parking. You know, there's not a lot of parking like in the area. Um, But they they, kind of a good event when people show up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and so I was I was stoked that that everybody still pulled through and yeah. and you know the staff did great. Like, but they, yeah, they let's move it. it to spring or fall. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, we I got mean... the one in November. Will be the next one. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. That's what Maybe I was thinking too. Seems like that might be a good time to go into a air conditioned studio and work on your music. In July, <laughs> right next year, yeah, when if they had another, the Earth's on fire, maybe like May or something, maybe because then it's not like yeah, it wouldn't be too hot. Move it to May. <laughs> May's a start good, a, start good a petition. time. May and November, not, I feel like those are good. It's months. not. Yeah. It's not quite hot. Sometimes it'll snow in May. Yeah, school still, still in for the kids. Yeah, yeah. So you got a better chance of getting them. To yeah. The shows. Yep. Yeah, that's that's important. Yeah, but yeah, it was, it was it was fun. All in all, I think it was a good it was a success. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Nice. Right on. Well, on to uh, Eric Stanglin, our musical guest, and Katie Keller, your uh, vocalist, who did they did a beautiful song on Patreon. If you're one of the uh, special Patreon members, you know what I'm talking about, dude. And they said they said that they were like they were like, well, we can't. Well, I don't know if we should do this. We don't really practice it. We're not really ready. And so we all thought it was gonna suck. (laughs) And then and then they started playing it, and it was great. So so you got it was that was a special moment that you guys missed by being cheapskates. I mean, (laughs) so oh so but what are we are we gonna do? You want should we hear what it sounds like? Yeah, do you guys want to do that first, the live stuff? Or, or do you want to hear one of the re- two recorded tracks? Let's do one of the recorded tracks first. And, like, and How about the live that? one, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. And if you uh, remember during the pandemic, we had Eric on, and you just put out your new record on Tomark Records. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you been that? to this studio? I remember you being at the old studio. Yeah, once. the old studio yeah, for sure, but not the this one. one. Oh my show. God, you've only been on the, when we did the Zoom one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I'm sorry you come to my house and it's this hot. It's just awful. Oh, but your house is great, man. And, and it's so much It's so much more fun to be around people than yes. like staring at boxes yeah. on Zoom, right? Yeah. Oh, that, that was real. a fun show. It was fun. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a good time for sure. Yeah, yeah you could be with all your friends in it. this slightly warm house, or you could be home alone in air conditioning. <laughs> Who wants that? Who wants that? My air conditioning is broke anyway. So there you See, go. See, so my swamp cooler kicks your no air conditioning yeah. ass all over the place. <laughs> well, do you want to say something about the song we're about to hear? Uh, so, Sanity, I think, is the tune. Um, and do you want to talk a little bit about it, Katie? Sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, Sanity is a song that Eric and I wrote. Um, it's probably the single on the album. Um, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a heavy Alice in Chainsy type of tune. Yeah. We were lucky enough to get Bo from Convicted to come on play on it, and then Sean, our old vocalist, did some background vocals on it, and uh, we got to record with Tom Gordon. Oh, which is super cool. Tom's so, the best. A lot of memories and stuff like that, and it was one of those tunes that. Um, Katie had an, had like a different sound to it and I just heard something different. I was like, well, what if we did this? And I just got this new Digitech pedal that allows you to down tune like wh- however you want to and it actually is accurate. And uh, so I dropped it like three half steps and started playing this riff and she was like, yeah. That was it. And then she sang <laughs> it the way yeah. she sang it over the riff and I was like, yeah, that totally works. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, we, we, you know, we were getting it together, and then Bo came in and put a lot of the cool drum parts to it that we didn't, you know, we didn't really have. Um, a guy named Nate uh, Menadu, he has a studio in town called It's the Stew, and he's a great young producer. And we did a lot of the demos over there, but we didn't demo that song. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of one of those, all right, let's record it and, you know, just demoing at home at my little studio. And then we went in and did it with Tom, and it, I think it turned out pretty good. So oh. 
Thank you. Shit. When you say Sean and Bo, which Sean and Bo do you mean? Was oh, it was an old band I used to play in called Convicted Innocence back in like the early 90s. Oh, okay. Uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And you still don't know their last name. You don't know their last name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Well, because you know how it is, right? Nick, when you play in a band, it's always like, yeah. it's Alex from. It's the right. yeah. You never <laughs> say that. So, uh, Bo Malia and uh, Sean Jones. Oh, okay. I know other friends that are also in bands that are Two different Sean and Bo's, though. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Did you like the 808? Chewy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, the 808 drop. Oh, I love the 808. And some of that, and some of that backwards reverb bullshit yep. going into yeah. some of the words. Yeah, because it's rad. got that old school heavy yeah. sound, yeah. like a seventies thing almost. But then, yeah. but with the with the 808. Yeah, just okay. to mix it up, yeah. I was I was hearing a lot of stuff on that song, particularly mm-hmm. that one just kind of kept wrapping around my head, and as we were producing it. You know, you know when you produce a song or a record or whatever, you keep thinking of like, oh, I wonder if we add this or that. And I, and I always go by – it really sounds funny that I'm going to quote Dave Navarro. But I go by the Dave Navarro thing where he said you can add whatever the fuck you want because you can always take it out of the mix. Right. But if you don't add it, you'll never know what it sounds like. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, but, that's great. But, smart thing. But – the mistake is that sometimes I feel like if I added it and if I recorded it, I have to use it. And it was a great day when I was like, "No, you don't." <laughs> you know, yeah, all that conga, totally all that like all that ninth conga. hour conga that you thought was a good idea, just <laughs> fucking rip all that shit out. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, so that was a that was a, a cool tune. It was fun to be back with the guys. And Katie had had watched us play a long time ago, and um, you know, she had sang with us. Uh, she guessed and sang some stuff with us, and. 
it was just kind of cool to have that energy and that vibe in the room that day. And, you know, with Tom being behind the board and, um, it was just cool. It was just, it was a fun one. So wow. that, and it's funny cause Nate, so Nate did, so the really tripped out guitar in the beginning, the wow, that thing, I did that at Nate's studio mm-hmm. and I had done the pre-prod, um, on my Mac and I wanted to get that tone and we couldn't, for some reason, we couldn't get my Mac to talk to his Pro Tools. So mm. Nate recreated that tone all on his own by ear. Like, mind-blowing how intelligently amazing this kid is. He does a lot of metal stuff in town now, and uh, he's got a great ear. So he's uh, – and a really nice kid, man. And he uh, – just say I don't know, but he uh, he really grabbed that tone and knew exactly what I wanted. And he was, and he was the guy that reamped. He reamped all the guitars through an EVH fifty one fifty, and kind of gave it that lower end kind of. So it was really interesting. It's like Tom and Nate know each other, but never worked on the project together. We did it in two separate studios. But man, those two dudes together really yeah. put together some great tones. <laughs> yeah, when you got a couple of people who are really geniuses like that, yeah. Then of course, two heads are going to be better than one. Well, usually. no egos and, either. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. You know? two heads can be shittier Just, than well, one. Yeah. If they fight. <laughs> well, yeah. If you're yeah. an ego, yeah. But like uh, with their pros and they can listen to each other, then yeah. It was, yeah, it was very cool. It was, and like, you know, Tom's got all the experience in the world and Nate's a, an up and comer. So it was kind of neat for yeah. Nate to learn from Tom and, you know, Tom to hear what Nate was doing. And just, it just worked out really well, man. It was one of those things where in the studio, like all of us, it just, I don't know, man, it was a great vibe, it wasn't it? It just clicked. Yeah. It really did. And it felt like um, when we all knew each other back in, in the convicted innocence days, yeah, and right. just to bring everybody in, and I, I loved them so much. Um, they really uh, sort of awakened um, my love of the genre, the type of music I like to sing, and so to have those guys come back in, they always let me sing. Um, they did private parties for us, and you know sometimes they'd bring me up on stage, and it, it was just a really wonderful time in my life. And so to be able to have them there to be doing this with. Me and with Eric, it just, I don't know. It was like full circle. Oh, and cool. it was just super cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You got a great voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I like it. Oh, thanks. Um, how much uh, did were you on the on her on her record? I played all the guitar. You talk good. <laughs> <laughs> I played all the guitar, played all the bass, right? Yes. Um Bo played all the drums except for one part of one song that Tom played drums on, which is kind of neat because <laughs> Tom hadn't played in forever. So Aww. it was kind of cool to get him on. He did me a solid that day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we needed to change up a few things, and Bo was over the hill. And so I was like, what am I going to do? And Tom's like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, and he's always been that team player, man. Yeah. And then uh, um, Sean sang background on a couple tracks, uh, Kitty's Daughter. Same backgrounds in a couple tracks. Oh, Am I missing anybody? I think that's no, that's it. Okay, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, cool. So it was cool. It was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. Is that and this is being released somewhere? Are we going to get? Yeah, it's already released. It? It's already released. It's digitally out there, and then somebody's going to mm-hmm. get it on CD eventually, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm about <laughs> to do that. It's called Antisocial Butterfly, which is why. Perfect. There's not a lot of words coming out of my mouth right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's actually already out streaming. Um, and I, I just, you know, I'm sort of a perfectionist when it comes to the CD cover and all the stuff and all the people I have to thank. And so, so antisocial as one word or antisocial with the hyphen? With As one word. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. 
check it out. So later. my my daughter actually drew the cover, which is kind of cool. Super cool cover so, too. Yeah. Like I always appreciate artistic people, you mm-hmm. know, and and it was neat to have, you know, on the on the uh, solo record I did with Tonemark. Um, my son got to play drums on the record, which is absolutely Huge. hysterical because he can't play drums, right? <laughs> so he's like, I think he's five at the time or oh. six, you know? Yeah. And this is such a great story. So I can't drive at the time because of what I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Mark would have to pick me up, Mark Ernest, and take me to Tony's studio to record tracks. And I really wanted Declan on something. I wanted him to do something where it was like yell something, talk something, whatever. And he he told his class he was a drummer and that his dad's a famous guitar player. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Please don't say any of that stuff. I go, like, none of that's true. So you're going to get yourself in a world of trouble with your friends when yeah. you figure those things out. And uh, so I was like, well, I want you to play drums on the record, Declan. And, you know, he's like five. He doesn't know any better. He's like, okay, cool, Dad. And then he starts getting nervous when Mark comes. He's like, he's like, Dad, I don't know where my sticks are. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about it, dude. We got you taken care of. So he got to play. Uh, he did a couple cymbal hits on one of the tunes, two of the tunes, actually, which was pretty fun to have him on there. And and I, I know you had that same vibe with your daughter singing backups on a couple of the tunes. It's just like uh, yeah, that's right. it's a that's wonderful special. thing to be able to do, right? Yeah. That that. You know, I mean, my dad wasn't a musician. No one was a musician in my family. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and my older son is nonverbal autistic. So he, you know, has no desire to do anything on my records. So mm-hmm. I wanted Declan to do something. And, you it's know, really cool. that's awesome. Now yeah. he can actually literally tell people he was, he was a yeah. drummer on, yeah. yeah. on the record. Aww. Yeah. It was <laughs> absolutely amazing. So it was, it was awesome. very cool having your daughter. Yeah. yeah she actually, so uh, this song that she was on, um, Eric and I actually wrote it. Most of it about ten years ago, um, and so she's been singing it since she was a little girl. And so to have her come in and be able to do, you know, background vocals, it just—I don't know—it was just super, super cool. Yeah. It must have been That's wacky great. too, right? <sighs> Realizing like, because we demoed everything over the years, just an acoustic guitar and mm-hmm. and Garage Band and whatnot. And uh, there's a couple of tunes that she had that I was like, man, these are good tunes, like. You know, you really should do something with these tunes or whatnot. And then you reached out to me about what two years ago? About two years ago. Yeah. And you said, Actually, I think you you were like, I said, wouldn't that be cool? And you're like, we could do this. Yeah. <laughs> like I, we can. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we can. Right. And and so. then it just kind of it's kind of happened. Work with Nate for a while, and that and that was really cool. And then uh, just kept demoing the tunes, and she's like, I want to I want to get into um, a bigger studio, and I want to do this. And I was like, well. You're talking about Puss Cavern, right? Right. And I was like, why don't we just go stay local and go with Tom because it's in town. Mm-hmm. Like, what happens if we can't get over the pass or what happens if this and that and what happens if something, you know. Yeah, the gas money alone gets you a couple hours with Tom probably. <laughs> At least one. one Nowadays, one. right? Yeah. Well, the, 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 the crazy thing, and Rick, you'll enjoy this story. So we show up to the studio and, the, and his board, his console board, Alanis Morissette records Jack and Little Pill. Oh, on right. the board, yeah, on right. that board. Yeah, Tom's, like, Tom's touched a lot of great records. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so I'm laughing because we get there, you know, we're all excited to start going, and then the board blows up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Isn't it we, ironic? We were out for, yeah, don't <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> so we're out for like two and a half Did everybody hours. make that joke? In their, in their heads? No, of course. No. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, we, so, the, so, the, so, you know, Tom's running around like he's on fire. 
trying to figure this out, and we're just so It's the worst when something, when everybody shows up, everybody's ready, and something fails. And I knew you'd appreciate that story. so bad. Because you're (laughs) an engineer. And then, well, in nine times, and usually, I don't know how it was for Tom, but I'm the only one here. So it's just like, it's all on you. Everybody's looking at you. You have to fix this. Yep. And it's it's so, it's the worst way to start a session. And And you don't know when it's going to happen, because shit just breaks. Well, and everything was connected to the one computer, and their computer... Like is literally from like ninety five or something. <laughs> it's like crazy Mac. Like it should be in a, a, a fucking museum or something. And so like the uh, like he was like it could be a half an hour, it could be a week. And we were like, oh okay, it's a little more serious now. I get it, you know. But Damn. but yeah, he was on the phone with some tech support guy and all this other stuff, and he pulled it together. Man, he did it, but what? Two hours, three hours. I can't remember how long it, it felt, wasn't. It felt shit. long just because it was first day. We were literally about to sit down and start, and then it was uh, in January. And there was that huge snowstorm. I think it was January. Maybe it was November. Um, but yeah, the power had gone out in the entire section and just fried it when it went out. So, yeah. um, oh my god! But he did get it. Do you know yeah. what he did to fix it? Did he have to like replace some like power uh, thing or something? No, there was like a reset thing he could do, and then you could pray that it worked and mm. it did, which is good because you know how it is, oh man, with god. computers. Because you know if something crashes crashes you're fucked yeah well yeah. no and that's why everything is always saved the two hard drives the moment you do it yep because th- there needs to be some, at the very least and then after the weekend's over it gets saved to a third hard drive and then like yeah it's always multiple copies of everything always put all your yeah. your eggs in one basket just hearing this story has given me anxiety because <laughs> <laughs> It's the worst. It's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. Well, well I felt bad for Katie because she'd never been in a studio before to like record. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and yeah, here's studio life. Right. No, but that, but it's good for you to know that. Like, it just takes one. Th- I mean, yeah. and that's not just computers. I mean, tape machines would break too. Yeah. It's not like this is new. You know, and like and when they would the old uh, the old um, acoustic recorders that would carve into the wax. Those broke too. Yeah. Like everything. <laughs> or you'd run out of tape on the two inch reel. God, yeah. And it was like, well, fuck you. <laughs> There's that your song. The, it ends now. <laughs> I feel oh, yeah. like we got the whole That's experience. Like, the best take we ever did, uh, guys. There's a song on the Cure album that that was supposed to be this big long like jam, and uh, the tape ran out, and they yeah. didn't have any money, and so they just put that little piece. They on, released yeah. it. Oh. Yep. Which song is of, it? I think it's on 17 seconds, and it's uh, called the final sound or okay. something, uh, and huh. it just kind of goes a little bit and then stops, and you hear the sound of the tape running out, and the and the guy's like, "You got 200 more bucks?" And they're like, "Nope." <laughs> I love, I love stories like that. I always man. wondered okay. that with heard, um Dinosaur Jr.'s cover of Just Like Heaven and how it just like ends suddenly. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, Dinosaur Jr. covers Just Like Heaven and it's yeah. like, yeah! Well, the song's and got like, an abrupt ending, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if that but was that's even more that kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. One, time, one time in high school, I got the end of it stuck in my head and I couldn't remember the rest of the song. I just kept walking around going, Just Like Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I was like, how's the rest of it go? Just like heaven. Sounds like a McDonald's joke. I was going to say, right? Like a, it's like a TV. Like, oh, no, no, I can't even think of any yeah. of the rest yeah. of the song. I'm now. loving it. Five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> minute. Oh my God, I haven't heard that in forever. <laughs> so good. I'm just getting over being sick. Okay. You know what that is? Um, Stephen Colbert talked about this, how when a song gets stuck in your head, there's a way to get it out of your head. Please tell me. By Menon. 
little short, <laughs> little songs. short, catchy that, thing. Uh, oh. just, it's supposed Happy to happen. The less syllables, the more um, your house full of friends. effective it is. Yeah. Oh, that I that song, won't, that little Joel song, won't stay in your head. House full of but math. I've also heard that doing math in your head helps you be able to pee when you're pee shy. Say math. What? Yeah. Really? Okay. No, doing math in your head also helps. Doing math. <laughs> I'm gonna say, what if you're bad at math? <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Again. Nobody, no, with the part of your brain that stops your pee is the same part of your brain that does math. I heard. Man. So that's that would have fixed a lot of my problems over the last 15 years. <laughs> so people who are really good at math can stop peeing oh, whenever they I thought you said, yeah. Huh. That's, a, that's an odd factoid. Yeah, that's... And I just heard that once. I don't know if it's true. I'm, I'm, I'm I always learn something on this if, show. If you uh, itch the back of your knee, like if you have to pee really bad, you like itch the back of your knee, and that's supposed to distract you from Man, having really? to pee. What? Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, an Uber driver. I spend a lot of my days oh, like just goddamn. I got to pee. So oh, man. You got to tell us that I gotta works. I got to drop these people just off, like, and a... I just sit there. I like just pinch my leg. I'm just yeah. like, just got to make it. I can't wiggle around. These people are gonna think I'm weird. There's gonna be there's, <laughs> there's a couple middle aged men that are recording this podcast right now that are probably thinking tonight around two in the morning. I wonder if I can do that. Yeah, I'm gonna try it. Yeah, I won't have to go. I won't have to get out of bed. Just, <laughs> have to kick the dog. You just gotta See? do the wear, wear a diaper. Right. <laughs> I would. My mom don't think my wife. Would Your be dedication. Cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> Getting old is great. Diaper life. Yeah, if I was single, I'd totally wear. If it was diaper. just me out of town. <laughs> yeah, wait. Yeah, that's the stipulation. I was just living in a motel by myself. You just wear diapers. You ever done Maybe. it on stage? You ever worn a diaper on stage? No. Uh, I'll try it. I wouldn't I tell single, anybody if I did. <laughs> no, I'm being like just wearing a diaper, nothing else, like Parliament used to do. Oh shit. Yeah. No, like for I, show, like, not as a look, like, yeah. as a look, like, oh. like Bootsy. Yeah, 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 I got you. But the critical um, beatdown. I love yeah. watching that shit from the seventies. Those videos they put them on YouTube. Yeah, like those they guys look like some crazy shit. Dude, they look like they just took every drug backstage yeah. and said, "Let's just play something now." Yeah, I mean, dude, the spaceship I, coming down, people <laughs> coming out and yeah. In, oh yeah, in, <laughs> you listen to some Parliament shit. It's like it's just, that's no way. That's not about. Acid. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> Great mean, shit, though. Back besides, then. Yeah. like, babies, like, Bootsy's the only one who could oh, possibly really get away with it. Yeah, I, I baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who tried it at Burning Man, and he just pretty much got shunned everywhere he went. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wanted yeah. to party like, with oh, him. Oh, yeah. You know who could have oh, got away did, with you that? You know him. Fashion Rick, police Darren Honoron from. Oh, dear. well. Darren would try I that. Don't, I don't know if it was just the diaper, Nick. I think I fucked, <laughs> fucked my bladder up at Burning Man one time when I just couldn't find a place to piss. I no matter know. what. You know who could have gotten mm. away with that? Steve Fote. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw Steve Fote look like Ozzy from 86 one time at the Zephyr. He had this full-on, like, like one-piece outfit where he looked like a disco ball. Yeah, I remember him wearing like, a lot of leopard print suits. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's probably the guy that could have got He could get away with anything, man. It's yeah. just that. You know, it's another Maybe. rock star vibe. He'd have to like uh, paint it silver or something, some make weird it, color. Like, yeah, because just the white diaper isn't really flattering on anyone. I wouldn't. No. Think so. You know, you know who could pull that off? I bet is is Wolfgang. Wolfgang, yeah, he he would paint I it silver too. I just think he could get. I think he'd get away with anything. He'd paint it silver. <laughs> he's like, have you ever, have you ever actually met him in real life, like Wolfgang? He's, yeah, he's so we've cute because I love how like he's just oh, he's so sweet and he's always been like that and he's just like so reserved. So I love how crazy he gets like on stage. He's really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, cool. he he definitely goes one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm super showtime. proud of him. It's like oh yeah, he's like because he used to just drum and he's just kind of quiet and like drum and like straight edge bands and it's just done a total one eighty and I love it. It's really cool. 
Yeah. That Lexington. It's fun thing. to watch. It's super fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fun to watch their band grow and like their fans are like yeah, doubling and tripling. Blowing up. And I know. they're going out on the road and they're doing every, all the right moves that you do yeah. when you're young, you know? They're all family, yeah. though. Like they're always been Good charismatic. Like Raider was always super popular, his brother. Like Raider was in like a. Uh, Coffin Raid. Yeah, Coffin Raid. And when? what's this other band? Uh, uh, he, they, he was on here with them. Yeah. With them. Yeah. Why can't we think of that? Wait, was... And the name sounded like Motorhead. Yeah. yeah man, uh, I think they were here in the summer too and it smelled like such ass in here oh I bet I've known yeah I've known Raiders since we were 14 Raiders did the thing that I always want the guys to do I was like okay we gotta take your picture for the show and he's all wait and he ripped his shirt off and like flexed and I was like okay yeah he used to look like Sid Vicious when I met him I remember outside of the Archaic it was my first punk show Archaic oh my god and I was yeah and I remember I was drinking like Vodka and Tampico. I think I was like thirteen. And I just looked up, and some like dude that looked like Sid Vicious was like, "Whoa!" And then uh, yeah, I ended up being like one of my. Was best he friends. still like six feet tall? Oh yeah, no. Yeah. So uh, my friend Shana had moved here, and she's like, "What is in your guy's water?" Because me, I've always been tall too. <laughs> and then like it was like four or five of guy friends that were even taller than me, yeah. and she's like, "What is going on?" And everybody, everybody had weird names. Too. Yeah. <laughs> where was the huge. archaic again? On fourth. Street. It was on fourth. It was yeah. where Fote's place. On fourth, yeah. it was like the front building. Oh. To Steve, remember when Steve Fote had that back yeah. bar? Uh, yeah. What is it now? An archaic was in the front. It's the Bluebird. Bluebird, uh, I think. Because it used to be uh, Club uh, Underground. No, Bluebird is the right? stock exchange. Yeah. But then the, I don't know what they're doing. The block exchange. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah, they, yes. they've like bought exactly. up that block now. It's like the Lincoln Lounge is the, the Jesse, right? Or some. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the jazz club. Yeah. Is the, uh, jazz. the good old the jazz, jazz club. I can't believe they yeah. like that. Yeah. Right next to the bus call. station. What a, weird, <laughs> what a weird club that was, yeah. right? Oh, With yeah. the windows right next to the stage. Yeah. It, was, it was called the Reno Jazz Club, and yeah. I worked the door there, and old people would come dressed up all nice thinking they were going to some jazz club. Oh, get out place. of here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe like, oh, it's a jazz club. At least before it was by like, the bus station. Uh, it's not jazz. There's like punk bands tonight. Yeah. You know, I know I, the guy just won't spend the money to change the name and change the sign, <laughs> so it's called the Jazz Club, and you guys are welcome yeah. to come in for five bucks each. That's how I felt about <laughs> Foxy. <laughs> Enjoy punk rock for 23 seconds, and then you'll be leaving. That's how I felt about the Foxy. Felt bad like, for him. When Foxy Olive, because they wanted it to be a martini bar, and I'm like, you're next to the Lake Mill. Like, like <laughs> yeah, how is this going to happen? You were like yeah. the blue lamp before, right? Like, oh, it's my just God. A, no, but it's and a to Jesse's like a... I've been in there yeah, just to check it out. It's, it's like a change, it's yeah. like a, a room Routique. where you would do surgery. It's like so sterile. Yeah, and uh, just, yeah. I love Lincoln Lounge. Like they're they're. It like used to smell like puke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Beer barrel. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The beer barrel's floor. Oh my god. Uh, you have legendary. separate shoes you'd wear when you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and those were just yeah. barrel shoes. Like you didn't wear them anywhere else. That's how St. James became. Like before it closed, it was like I'd go there because they'd still be dancing, and it was just nobody's moving. You're stuck to the floor. Like can you? <laughs> Same with the, uh, with, the, with the with the porn shop it's at the next to the Zephyr. The floor was all sticky in there too. It was weird. Mama's, oh. <laughs> Mama's tripping. We took uh, pictures right outside yeah. of the porn my shop. My ex yeah. was the porn yeah. shop mopper. Yeah, I was in there. Oh my god! I was in there to see. It's an antique store now. I went in just to look. I at did it. too. It's really and it was cool. A fantastic. But it's neat. Like the the, the the duct work is still on the side, and every four feet there's a vent, and you just like this is where yep. the booths were. Like yeah. where so the air conditioning dudes. So many dudes. So many dudes. (laughs) The amount of seed that was spilled in that antique store. The big theater. I think we've gone off the rails enough. Should we get back to the (laughs) Let's get to to some good stuff. Uh, Did you guys want to perform the live one? The live one, but not after what we were just talking about. Well, maybe. Yeah, so you want to play another one from the record and then we'll play the live one? I don't know, but I thought we should. Is that what you want to do? Okay. I don't know. I love the idea of closing the recorded one. Cool. Yeah. 
Oh, also we need we have a special segment. Why <laughs> why I invited Sophia oh, yeah. on but is not, uh, not to talk about hang out. Yeah. Did I? <laughs> I don't think I talked about it on this. I might have talked about it on the Patreon, but um, last uh, last time she was on, she did a, a review of a movie she had not seen. And it was such a, a great segment. We're oh. going to have that again. I love that. Awesome. Now, do we have somebody who has seen the movie to corroborate or yes, yes. I, I, have. I, have. I have. I have. Okay, I have two. So I guess there's yeah. a, I guess an important Impossible factor. No, uh, is there a new Mission Impossible? Do we yeah. do a song or do we want to get to the movie <laughs> reviews? <laughs> Let's, let's oh, do movie reviews. I want, I want to, reviews. Yeah, because I want right. to do the. Yeah. Okay. I don't want. Right. I don't want her beautiful voice to be that close to what we were just talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's. So let's okay. go to. So much seed. Mister Rory. So, so there were two. Are we doing both of them? Or yeah, let's okay. let's start with um, movie okay. number one. So um, the was, Flash. The Flash. Right. So initially, I thought that Nick was talking. It was a computer movie. <laughs> I thought of a flash drive initially, and then I realized that it was. The, the DC movie. So I'm assuming. All right. So the Flash. Uh, it's a it's a boy. Uh, <laughs> I know he has superpowers. I'm assuming that. Uh, actually, I don't know how the Flash was created. Did he get? Um, he got struck by lightning, and <laughs> he gives him a power to move very fast. Uh, so it's about him. I'm assuming some big bad comes to the city. Uh, Probably trying to take over the city, kidnaps a mayor or something like that. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, because I don't know. I don't know. Like, is this the first of the Flash, or is it like a reboot of a reboot of a reboot? Um, what did you think of it? Um, I mean, I I thought it was f- four stars. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Out of ten or five? Out of five. <laughs> Out of five. <laughs> it's Ez- Ezra Miller, right? I know that much. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's mm-hmm. Ezra. Um, Ezra Miller from the Jeffersons. Wait, is this is that Miller? Is it Ezra Miller, right? Is, is that, that Weezy? I think it's Ezra Miller. Yeah, because yeah. he was. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I liked. Uh, there's a lot of action, <laughs> fast scenes. <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of their, their slow mo was great. A lot of when they slow down the fastness. Is there a decent <laughs> to go love story? even slower? Not this time. No, oh, okay, it was not. No Shoot. great soundtrack. <laughs> they, they did another uh, uh, Nickelback saliva uh, combo, like, like Spider Man Two. I loved that uh, callback. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty rock. accurate. Yeah, <laughs> no, actually, no, was this one like? Yeah, was it a, like a reboot of a? Um, it was the first Flash one? movie, oh, okay. but he had been in um, a couple things. Like he showed up on the TV show one episode, oh, okay. Ezra Miller's Flash, and then he also was in Justice League. Right. Okay. So I thought, because I had a show, like, yeah, the Netflix. Yeah. Did show, you see right? Justice League? No, I don't see it works because I, I don't watch DC movies. Do you want to review that one too? I just kidding. Let's move on to yeah. our next movie uh, uh, Indiana Jones, which, and uh, I thought this was a Tenacious was, D sequel because it's the Dial of Destiny. Uh, That's like uh, the, the Dick of Destiny. <laughs> right. Uh, they're totally biting is, the D. Uh, so it's, um, this is it's Phoebe Waller Bridger, Fleabag. I looked at the cast as I looked at uh, it. Was, uh, I'm assuming she's a debutante. That you know, Indiana. He's he's retired. He's living up in the mountains, uh, a, lot, a lot of trees by himself, and you know, there's a uh, every European evil guy, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, <laughs> 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 is uh, probably stole. He's, he stole a dial of, <laughs> of destiny, <laughs> 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 and some something, something bad's gonna happen if he you know it's in the wrong hands. So Phoebe Waller Bridge works for a rich. 
person, and she knows that Indy is the only one who can do it, so she pulls him out of retirement, and he goes on a journey through Madagascar (laughs) (laughs) to find the Tile of Destiny, (laughs) and they throw in a very uh, age-inappropriate love story briefly. And uh, that sounds good. Yeah, that was like close. Did you see? Did you see? I didn't even the, really made it. I got a nine-year-old son. The, the yeah. last one that came out. What was that? The uh, Skull. The Crystal Skull. Yeah, Crystal, Crystal Skull. skull. No, no last one I saw would have been Temple. Was Temple doing the last one, or is it Raiders? Wait, what's the, the last, no, crusade? The, last, last crusade? Last Crusade. Yeah. Yeah, but that was when I was like right, Sean Connery. Yeah, I was I was a child, so I haven't rewatched. I haven't revisited those movies in a long time. But yeah, the I I. Didn't even know they made a so, new Indiana Jones. Thumbs up, or I'd what, give it a. You know, I'd give it. Nah, it's a man. You know, okay. just let a, let him retire. <laughs> Indy needs to retire. <laughs> pretty accurate. Was it though? Yeah, was, I saw it. Yeah, it's pretty. There, there's there's a uh, there's a, a little nod to Reno. Really? In, oh, really? In, oh, yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> what do they do? Uh, I don't want to give it away uh, for all of our yeah, listeners. Yeah. So they make but, it look good? Yeah. Like <laughs> making up arena or they make it's it look like bad like The Muppet something. Show? Oh. <laughs> Dude, I'll try right now though. The Muppet Show? Yeah. The Muppet, The Muppets? The Muppets? Yeah. Holy shit, was that kind of accurate though for, <laughs> yeah. the, for the casino band scene? <laughs> yep. I was like somebody who wrote for this scene <clears throat> – was either a casino musician or dated a casino musician. <laughs> like, there were so many, like, I, I rewatched it literally just a couple weeks ago. I was with my kids into the Muppets, you know? And they got Dave Grohl playing Animal. Cheers. And he's got, like, the Animal hat. hat. Oh, <laughs> Rick, I just did what you wanted, didn't want me to do. Sorry. <laughs> God damn it. I got so excited about trying to do the Animal hat. Animal hat. <laughs> and then they're, and they're playing the song, and there's some chick just eating food, not giving two shits about the band. I'm like, I've seen that person on, being on stage. And then, and then, and then Fozzie's like, thank you. Or not Fozzie. Kurt, yeah, Fozzie, Fozzie, right? And he goes, Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll be back in six minutes. <laughs> I was like, holy Christ, this is way too accurate, man. Yeah, it was uh, it yeah. was amazing. So it's kind of like in kind of in that vein in a way. Yeah, it's it's, it's just like a one liner. Gotcha. And the whole crowd was like like laughing and saying shit in that <laughs> section, which the crowd was not loud for most of the movie. I was pretty surprised, but I saw it as a matinee, so. Mm-hmm. Who knows in a packed house? Wait, mine was, was my showing was was wild. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I like this segment. It, it makes me want to go watch Flash now. Yeah, I feel like I don't even need to. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, me too. I, like I, got it. I like that's the, the slow mo, the fast slow mo. It was fast and then slow, and, the slow and then part. they slowed down the, the fast, fast part. to make right. it not wow. normal. Speed that sounds though. trippy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, was good. it was like uh, Quicksilver was better, but I would. Uh, I'm, I'm a Marvel fan. I'm sorry. So right. I think mostly everybody's a Marvel. Yeah, their well, their movies are just superior. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're so much better. But yeah, right on. Well, we're gonna have to make this a regular thing. I <laughs> yeah, think. I, I think yeah. you should. You have to drop by whenever you can. I can. When's I, the I, next I, movie coming out? That you're not gonna see. Oh, she's going watch. right now to watch the next one after this podcast <laughs> yep. is over. I'm gonna not go not watch, watch another next one. one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh well, yeah. Apparently, there's a new Mission Impossible that I don't have to watch. Right. <laughs> no one do that. You can. I've never seen any of those. Think of all the money you save and time you save. Well, then if this is your job, then like you get paid to not fucking see things. Not watch. Oh, that'd be amazing. That's a dream. Remove yourself from pop culture and get paid. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I used to be so. Yeah, I was saying earlier, I used to be like so on on 
in touch with all this. And now I'm like, Wait, what's happening? Like, and I listen to like current podcasts where they interview. Like, I literally, I literally just listened to an interview with Harrison Ford like two days ago, and somehow missed that. That's why they were interviewing him was because they made randomly <laughs> <laughs> interview. I just him. thought he was. I mean, he's a cool guy. You know, he's really funny. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was. Like, uh, did you see Star Wars lately? Or yeah, yeah, it, he was in. Yeah, it was the uh, like. Uh, what is it? Will Arnett and um, Jason Bateman's podcast, Smartless. Smart yeah, and they, yeah. they had him on it, and they just have random people all the time. So I was like, yeah, Harrison Ford, he's cool. You know, he was really funny, actually. Like, I was surprised, but he sounded old as hell. So when he <laughs> said that they made a new Indiana Jones, I'm like, what? It's just him? Like, <laughs> yeah. lots, of, lots of CGI. Yeah, yeah I oh, heard they, no, they, they CGI him young in the beginning. That, no, You'll no. be pleased I to know. I heard it was good, I though. Hate that. It wasn't bad. He doesn't have a romance with oh. an appropriate romance. Oh, okay, I'll just say yeah. that so people don't get okay. all mad. Because they, yeah, they always link do. up like eighty-year-old yeah. dudes and twenty-three-year-old like, girls. Oh, like, what are they yeah, doing? Maybe not that. They used to. But it'll be pretty. Like it'll be pretty. But there's always yeah. a younger sidekick, and there's another younger sidekick. Yeah. In this one. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I looked. At, I couldn't figure out who it was going to be. I, I love Matt's Michelson though. Like in anything that dude rules. Um, like Hannibal. The Hannibal reboot was great. Uh, but yeah, Indiana Jones. Um, Wait till it comes out, probably. To see. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for streaming. <laughs> Wait for streaming. In like a week, because it only stays in theaters a week now, pretty much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right on. All right. All right. Good segment. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Next up, some music. Yes. What do we yeah. got next? What are you guys going to play for us? So this is a tune that we had for a long time, and this is the one that um, Katie's daughter sang back up some. And it was another weird one where, you know, you start writing a song on acoustic guitar, and then it doesn't end up that way. So it's kind of like we're coming full circle to play it in front of you guys acoustically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took on this just beast of a tune where, you know, Bo came in and, and had a whole different part for us. We're like, yeah, we can't figure out how to tie this in together. He put it together. I was like, wow, man, that's a great job. It was really cool. Um, a lot of really cool vocal things you started adding, you know, bringing your daughter in for the backups. Um, it just turned into this. Turn this really cool tune in in terms of you know where you see a song going and then you realize like oh it could go here yeah. you know and you don't imagine it going there you know it's uh, it's it's interesting in that in that sense you know um, but I still do remember writing it with you and and can I give another old school Reno shout out hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> at Maytown Music mm-hmm. oh yeah well, I taught there for twenty years and yeah uh, a true Reno institution yeah. yeah which is really funny considering what it is now yeah, it's goofy well when I'm in Noble Pie I'm like oh right okay so about two hundred feet over there is where I taught people Slayer yeah cool <laughs> um, but it's just it's just really weird but we we, we worked on it I, I have a business called One Stop Guitar. And um, I had I took over for the pager company that was there. So there was a pager company <laughs> connect on the side of the building, yeah. right? So I took over and uh, ran a shop there for a couple of years until we got booted out when you know when they decided to sell and and whatnot. It turned into what it was, and uh, we had it then. We recorded it then, and then. Revisiting it was very cool mm-hmm. because it did really take on a different shape and form. Yeah, so. this one actually we brought Sean Jones in on because um, of where it had where it had gone. Like the feeling of the song had changed. Yeah, so we brought to... Sean in because we needed like this little angry. Yeah, can you give a background on the vocals, like the like the lyrics of my affliction? Yeah. So um, the album itself is basically about. Um, uh, anxiety, social anxiety, which I struggle with. Um, and then it's 
about um, abusive relationships, basically. So my affliction is um, about being held up um, on a pedestal just to find that um, this person has decided that you're you're not worthy of it anymore. Very narcissistic. And you don't, yes, very narcissistic. And you don't understand why that's changed. It's just the relationship, how it evolves, um, especially when you're with, you know, wasting your time on some jerk. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and actually it was um, funny. It was really cathartic just to, to talk about and to, to put it into the, the song the way that we did and to bring Sean in because one of the things my voice can't do is scream. Um, and so to bring him in and bring the anger that's supposed to be underneath, you know, what where this song came from um, was just super cool. Well, and something interesting about it that a lot of people don't get is like, you know, when you listen to albums that you really love and you hear like quirky, cool little things, but a lot of times you kind of don't know the purpose of those things. So you think, oh, that's a cool effect or this and that. So in my affliction, you know, Sean screams out the word, but every verse, his voice gets lower and it gets lower because Katie's getting more confidence and is tuning out his voice. Oh, right. But you wouldn't That's think right. that, you that if you listen to it. You know what I mean? It's just one of those. It's kind of those like you know, you know how it is, Nick. Right? Like there's a cool band secrets that mm-hmm. no one knows, but just what you you know your band shares mm-hmm. with each other, and then you put it out there. And I mean, I don't think anybody would figure that out. One person might and go. Hey, did you do this because you're like stronger now, and, mm-hmm. and that person's yeah. not you in your head purpose? anymore? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some yeah. people would speculate online on song facts or something about mm-hmm. what it means, but yeah. they wouldn't really know. Yeah, right. then the engineer comes on and goes, "No, that channel was breaking," and so yeah. it just kept getting. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. But yeah. tell a cool story anyway. <laughs> <Happy> accidents, <laughs> yeah. But and it was funny because, like you know, Sean's a great dude, so it's kind of another funny thing where we have this really good dude, you know. Being angry. Portraying exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, basically. Yeah. Acting. <laughs> yeah, acting 101 right there. Yeah. But but it was it was kind of neat. And I think a lot of the stuff I loved about the studio, and I'm sure, Rick, you've gone through this a bunch, right, is you're watching bands start to um, kind of like grow the ideas more into where, you know, you're you're going, oh, that's cool. But we were doing a lot of that in real time. So when, you know, I think I came up with that idea. Did I come up with that idea of his voice getting quieter? Um, I, I, think think did. Did. Yeah. I think you did. Yeah, where and I just heard it. I was like, you know, it'd be cool is if you brought his voice down every time, where he doesn't sound like the big tough control guy anymore in your life, and it, you know, and and I think everybody was getting to do that in that project. People were bringing harmonies in, but it was a lot of that stuff. Besides the music, wasn't rehearsed. Or I'm like, I kind of hear this part. Can I try this? And you know, same thing with the drums. And and I, I think it made for a, a really fun record. So mm-hmm. we'll. Uh, We'll play this one for you right now if you guys want to hear it acoustically, kind of how it was when we first wrote it yeah. all those years so ago. So many years ago. Yeah, when Maytan then... was still alive before, and, and, and you know, before Fres- Fresco's went out of business, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Or did they? No, they were out. So sad. Yeah. Fresco's went out of business in 2000. Yeah. And then after you love this, go hear it the way they recorded it with all the bells and whistles. There you go. Very cool. All right.
lost my reflection I don't know where I begin and you end and I begin and you end Seems now I've forgotten who wanted me to be I try try to hold on to this slowly dissolving into you into me into you into me I'm crashing down 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 you keep me waiting damaging confidence My affliction Your eyes They see right through me now Can't you make up your mind Your mind Yesterday, I'm getting tired of the push and the pull and the push and the pull. I'm crashing down, down, down. You keep me waiting, damaging, confidence fading. Leave me feeling like a pathetic little girl. Where do do I go from here? Where do I, where do I go from here? Where do I, where do I go from here? Where do I, where do I go from here? I'm crashing down, down, down You keep me waiting Damaging, confidence fading Leave me feeling like a pathetic little girl My affliction Brad, awesome, Ooh, grungy. Yeah, <sighs> I was listening to a lot of Allison Chain's Alice, Dirt. Yeah, you can. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's the vibe for sure. And great album. You know. Yeah, one of my favorites. That's, I think yeah. that's my favorite. Alice, that and yeah. Sap. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally agree with you. Amazing. So, yeah, so you get to hear it in the acoustic form, which that's, is kind of yeah. cool because you can kind of, as we told the story, you can kind of hear it a little bit in the lyrics. Yeah, I'm curious now. I'm gonna want to check out. The, the, the band, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's inter- yeah. it's interesting. The the part that gets heavy, the uh, the 
Um, that's the one that Bo changed. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because he was like, I'm hearing like a Tommy Lee Molly Crew drum beat right there. And I was like, <laughs> really? And then he just plays this four on the floor fucking beat. And I was like, yeah, dude, that actually fits and fixes the problem perfectly. Yeah. And it's just one of those things you just don't expect, but yeah. like it fit how yeah. it was supposed to fit. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd never sing before, like you never sang before this, or is it? I've sung my whole life. Oh, okay. I just never sang professionally. Oh, so cool! This is like my second you podcast. Have an amazing so. voice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my first album, and um, I hope there's more, but we'll yeah. see. Uh, Eric. Cool. So it's it's going to be it's Katie Keller. It's actually just Keller. Keller, Keller Antisocial Butterfly. Yeah. Cool. Okay. cool, cool. Yeah. And you say it's available streaming? It is streaming okay. on practically everything. Yeah. And then is there any place to follow you? Like where we could know if there is a CD coming out? Yeah. Actually, I'm on Eric Instagram. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm at uh, Keller Indie Music. Okay. Uh, and on Facebook, too. But awesome. Yeah. So there's something on YouTube, but I'm just still working on that page. But yeah. So that'd be great. Nice. Come and find me there. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Rad. Well, we the show's been fucking great. Should we start wrapping it up? Yeah, we definitely you need got, to. I could talk to you guys all night. This is great. I know. It's yeah, nice it's seeing fun. you guys in person. Man. Absolutely. Oh. I mean, it's been yeah. too long in pandemic. It's easy places. to just go and go when you got Eric's an old friend and a yeah. dude who's been around for a long time, so we could just talk about the old days for hours if we wanted to. So. Mm-hmm. And I like meeting people, so this is yeah. fun. Yeah, it's very nice to meet <laughs> yeah. you for sure. Yeah, we got to catch up on the couch a little bit yeah. and and, uh, and whatnot. Yeah, and, I look forward to my silly movie reviews. I love it. I, th- dude, I, like, I think it was such a great choice <laughs> of you bringing her on to do that. It's, it's so smart and comical. But it's kind of funny, like when you're hitting like the right things. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so funny, like, <laughs> predictable." Yeah, 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 it, yeah. Totally. Those stuff, you know. There's not Star Trek. It was a Dungeons and Dragons movie, and I'm like, "Let me guess, it's a uh, you know." <laughs> <laughs> and there's yeah, and there's, and there's a dragon. Yeah, people who watched it were like, "I'm just now realizing how easy this movie yeah. was to write." <laughs> I, I know, me millions of dollars. Like, <laughs> See, <laughs> I think you got something, man. I do. I so. do. Yeah. Cool. Well, as we close it out, we're going to play another song off the album. Which one is it? Uh, it's called Sorrowful Girl, and this is an interesting one. Uh, being in the studio at Tom's studio, Tom has acquired a bunch of uh, cool guitars that people have donated through people passing away and um, people just donating them in general. So, man, he had like five or six Les Pauls to choose from. And, of course, me being the guitar nerd I am, I'm like, okay, I'm going to play this one on this song, that mm-hmm. one on this song. I'll try this one on that, you know. And yeah. uh, – and, uh, Katie's dad had this really trippy guitar, and he had me. I was like, Well, let me fix it up for you. And I sent it to Shameless Plug, Tim Lake over at Music Fuse, who does excellent work on guitars. Um, so if you need your guitars repaired, he's the guy to go to. He's super fast, doesn't take four years to get your guitar back, and he's real solid. He fixed the guitar for me, and I was like, You know, wouldn't it be cool if this guitar got on the record too? Because it's her dad's guitar, and her dad. Mm-hmm. Was it Capitol Records? Capitol Records, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Country Western Department. So he, yeah, he's he got some stories. He was a promoter. So. Yeah, there's a lot of characters in the country music yeah. genre. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was he was telling me some wacky stories, man, like where you're like, that really happened? Was it uh, down in L.A.? Like, yes. Like how long ago? Oh, I don't what? Like when you were a kid. 60s. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if he's still in yeah. it because I, like, no. I have family that work at Capitol Records too. Well, now it's Universal, oh. but did uh-huh. work, yeah, Capitol yeah. too down there. Yeah, yeah he had like Johnny funny. Cash stories and That's Merle cool. Haggard and yeah. like. Those dudes partied. Yes. Yeah, yeah there was one like somebody was going to get in trouble for doing something he shouldn't have been doing and was like hiding in another room or out the window or, yeah. yeah. Crazy they stories. They called my dad the, 
the preacher because he um, wasn't into drugs, kind of like straight edge, you know, guy. But so that was his nickname on the road when he was promoting as oh, the preacher. That's that's I don't know if you guys know that story. Or oh, that I didn't story. know that. Yeah. No, that's hysterical. So, <laughs> so that's that... a good callback to earlier in the show, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's oh, yeah. So, so, <laughs> see, Nick's on it. I know. Um, <laughs> so that guitar made the record, and uh, I bought an Ebo for that because I could hear this Ebo part. And I don't know how many people know what an Ebo is. And you know where I got it from? Where? Honestly. I, and I, I, uh, I, there's no. There's PT? No, no, there's no. Oh. Uh, yeah. There's, uh, there's no gate. You know the song I'm talking about. Easy P. Tiffany. And I cannot remember the guy. It's either Penumbra yep, that's or what it is. No. Seed. Yeah. yeah, it's Penumbra. Uh, Penumbra, yeah. Yep. And uh, I don't even know if you knew this, but me, Johnny, and Brian Lee played in the fat couch for a millisecond, like mm-hmm. kind of like helping yeah, well, phone out. Did you guys you go to that? Alaska with I them? I didn't go to Alaska with them. I don't know who they brought as a guitar player, but it wasn't me. <laughs> um, I was scared of flying, so I didn't go. Um, Johnny said it sucked, though. Did he? Yeah. Okay, good. I didn't miss anything, <laughs> except for the Great American Bush Company. Um, if you don't know, look it up. Uh, but anyway, uh, I was always uh, – I always would close the Zephyr sometimes with that tune. In the CD changer, and uh, there's something magical about that that intro with mm-hmm. that. And I know it's an Ebo. I so, know it's an Ebo. Yeah, it is. And I don't know Pete Tiffany personally. We just kind of, you know, not head nodded to each other or whatever. I think there was a mutual respect as guitar players and whatnot. And yeah. I know we played with you guys with Mom when I was at Mama's trip and mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, that song, just I don't know, man. That whole record, but that song in general is like, man, that's a really fucking cool guitar part. So when we were writing this tune. We we had parts and it was cool, but there was something missing to me, and I just was just kind of like a, a, a you know a, a tip of the cap to Pete, even though I don't know if you listen to this Pete or whatnot, but uh, yeah, I was inspired by that part, and oh, cool. uh, and I and I messed around with the Evo, and I might have messed around only like five ten minutes at home. I was like, "What do you think?" She's like, "Yeah, it's cool," and then. We put it on there, and then it's funny because I got mad because I wanted it to be the way I wanted it to be, and she was like, "It's too long, e. I'm gonna cut this." She cut this. I'm like, "What are you doing?" It's like you know, like you know, it's <laughs> like someone taking a ba- your way, your baby, right? When you have a certain part you love on a record or whatever. But then it was like, what? A couple weeks later, I was like, "Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, I was right. <laughs> I was right. You're right. It's too long. It's too <laughs> guitar self indulgence, e. Uh, but I, I love that part of the tune, and it's uh, I love the way you sing it. It's a very cool. Like, it's one of those tunes that takes time to get to, and I think we miss that a lot nowadays with everybody trying to write the three minute tune or trying to, you know, oh, you got to get, you got to get the vocals in earlier and all this other bullshit. I heard that mm-hmm. so many times. Like, no one's gonna listen because the vocals have to come in like right away. Oh my god, tell or that no to the gonna... fucking Cure. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, like half of their cat- yeah. their catalog is like play the entire song right. and then play the song a second time and this time we'll sing. <laughs> like that's the formula. But yeah. where's of the, so many where's other songs? the mood if you don't do those things? Yeah, exactly. right. Like, yeah. where's yeah. your individuality? Your you know, and that was one of those things. So, P. Tiffany, thanks for giving me yeah. the uh, the creative whatnot to do that. And uh, I think the song turned out pretty cool. Yeah, and, I love it. And your lyrics on that one, you want to give the listener an idea of what, as so, they're listening to it? Yeah, it's, uh, it was the newest song we wrote. And I wrote all uh, the lyrics and uh, for the songs. And it's they come from a lot of poetry and stuff over the years. It's like finally giving a voice to little Katie and uh, sorrowful girl was just about um, uh, 
trying to process, uh, again, emotional trauma. I guess there's a lot of that in my past. I wasn't really aware it was bubbling up to the surface. But um, this song actually started, um, he was telling me, go ahead and, you know, uh, Katie, just sit down with the guitar. And, and I don't play guitar. So I wrote it just plucking a single string. Um, and it just, I don't know. This, this one has a special place in my heart. I, I, this one's one of my favorites. On we it. worked on it a lot we did. to catch the vibe. And yeah. that's, a hard, you, you know, you know, Nick, it's like trying to catch a vibe on a record, you mm-hmm. know, and we're, and unfortunately like us local musicians and Rick, you know, this, how many records you've done. It's like us local musicians don't have a ton of cash. So it's like, you got to catch that inspiration like right away. And if mm-hmm. you don't, you kind of screwed. And you know how, when you play it a certain way of practice, you're like, that's the way it needs to be on the record or yeah. whatnot. We were lucky enough to work with Nate. And then we were lucky enough to work with Bo at my studio. And then by the time we got it to Tom, we kind of had a better... And then Tom helped us too. He, He's he like, jumped on this one for drums. Yeah, yeah but he also... And Bo, yeah, actually. but he also thought about... We also thought about tempos and we were smart enough right. to track tempos to get an idea because... Did it come out faster or slower than you originally? Faster than we originally and so we slowed but it tell down. The, yeah, tell the I trick. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> no, you should because Rick will enjoy this. Uh, <laughs> we actually slowed the tape down on the song. We right. did. Oh, far out. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like uh, – and that's the other thing too. Like knowing theory, thank God I do. Um, I can tell Tom, okay, it's it's this is the key it's in. This is what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it was very easy for Tom to go, okay, you know. But when it slowed it down, it gave it this heavier type of that more vibe. Yeah. yeah. Because you were like, this doesn't always work. Like, it was kind of like this, <laughs> right? And I was like, that does not go with what we're doing. And I think we, we didn't know that when we sped it up, we were going to lose that – you know, right. that quality. The vibe, yeah. mm-hmm. It's so. so funny how one little thing, there will be a song and it, and it makes me like almost cry at one spot mm-hmm. and then you'll just keep tracking and keep tracking and keep doing things or change the speed or something yep. and then suddenly you listen to it and it's gone. Yes. Yeah. The magic yes. is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, we have to go back 15 steps and figure out where we lost it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and, and for us local musicians, right? Like we don't have that money to do that. That's right. true. You know what I mean? Where Where, you know, I would hear crazy stories when Tom would tell me like, Oh, White Snake's in the studio, and they're taking you know one day to do drums on one song. Oh my God, that must be nice to just track, <laughs> yeah. track drums for. Time. I mean, for a drummer, you got to just hate yourself for that one you have song. to play <laughs> ten hour drum beats, you know. But like, if you do honestly think about it, and the thing I loved old school, you know, again, sorry, folks, Granny's house was cool like that. Because when the people would come, the, ori- the original idea of Granny's house was making it a livable house yeah, for people style. for people to get away from the, the L.A. temptations. Yeah. But it was also a wonderful place, kind of like Paisley Park with Prince, where you could record whenever you wanted to. So if you were creative or not, like, now the moment's here, it's now, it's one in the morning, who gives a shit? Call the engineer, get him over here, let's record this track, because this is when we're feeling it. You know, I mean, I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, that was like the first night, um, the first day we were laying down drums, and I think Bo stayed till 3 o'clock in the morning. We had been there all day long, um, and it was so cute by the end of the night with the chimes. Do you remember the chimes? Yeah, I do remember the chimes. But anyway, he was so into it, and he was like so in the pocket that it was – 
cool to experience to be there and to know that he, you know, that he cared about it that much, that he was going to stay and, and lay it all down. And I don't know, it felt a little magical. So it was pretty cool. Shout out to my dad too, for helping me pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was super Dads cool. Dads are cool like that. Dads are rad. And thanks to everybody that worked on it too. I mean, everybody. I, I know we got everybody and I'm, I'm pretty sure. And I yeah. think that's super important yeah. nowadays with, you know, you are putting out CDs, thank God, but one mm. of the, best things about CDs and albums is like you could look at who's on, who played on what track, who right. did this, who did yeah, that. If so, you're just streaming I, it, you can't really get not it. Not at all. Right. I yeah. went through CD Baby and there was no place to put any of that stuff. Yeah, and we so to, we, yeah. ha- we hand wrote uh, my boyfriend's band, Bozone. They're, they're great. They're just like punk band. But uh, they, they printed out the things to put on the tapes. And so we did like tape folding party. Mm-hmm. And we're like, wait, it doesn't say because Quentin Bunk recorded it. And so we all went and hand wrote like recorded ah, by Quentin and cool. then wrote like a little, a little message in each of them. But, but yeah. that's the that's coolest cool. thing. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you got to yeah. give credit when credit. I mean, you remember those days, right? Where it's like, you know, I was talking to Mark Moots today. Uh, from from my podcast, I got a, a Reno podcast thing I'm working on, and we were laughing about, you know, mixtapes. No, no, no. It's oh. it's a completely separate. Oh, this thing. is the yeah. new thing that uh-huh. you were telling us about. Yeah, right? I'm just going to put it out into the universe because it's going to force me to do it. Um, but we were talking, and, and we were talking about the Mud Sharks, and he goes, "Well, you know, because he worked at JJ's Ear Candy in Carson, a record store." And he goes, "Yeah, well, we, you know, we had the Mud Sharks CDs," and and I was, and I said to him, "I go." You know what's funny about that? I go, you could tell a band was serious when they had CDs and they had traction because none of us motherfuckers had CDs. We <laughs> oh, all had yeah. tapes, man. Uh, yeah. We couldn't I've afford it. Sharks tape and CD. I've still got them. I think I've had even had the Crack CD. and porcelain, Unsealed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and dude, rumor, 30,000 copies of that was sold. I believe it. Yeah. They, they were touring nationally somewhat. Yeah. They had a real good, especially in the colleges, they had a good... Yeah, the following. they were, uh, as we talked about musicians and bands, they were probably one of the more important bands in the yeah. town, yep. like as you look at a history thing, but but the cassettes and whatnot, and then, you know, we would always do that cool stuff. Like we had, you know, I remember getting our first CD, we found someplace in Canada for 800 bucks for 500 CDs, Damn. but we had to get them put together. Mm-hmm. So we had um, special needs place in town. They uh, sealed all of them. Which is super cool, and uh, Reed Wally, if you guys know who that is, Reed did all the artwork. He did a lot of artwork for a lot of the '90s bands. He did our artwork for it, so we got that taken care of. And then we sat all night long mm-hmm. folding, putting yep. them together. But it felt <laughs> special, it right? Did, and we do stupid little shit like we put a quarter in one of them, or we, like, put, uh, <laughs> we put Emilio, which you know Emilio too. He's in that band. He has a big old like like. King Buzzo hair, uh-huh. and, and we put one of his hairs in. Oh, one. that's amazing! <laughs> <laughs> and we all start laughing, going like, "I think we put a Dorito in one," yeah. and we're just laughing, going, "Man, the person that buys this disc is gonna be like, what the fuck?'" I almost, yeah. I have a weird thing with like hair, like finding hair on things, and I, I knew it was Emilio's hair, but like just how long it was hanging from the tape. I'm like, oh, like if I if I got that thing, I would lose my mind. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. So. So people that are not musicians listening to this podcast, man, we 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 do a lot to get music out to you guys, and yeah. and things are things are tougher nowadays because of streaming and other things, and we don't see money and stuff. So I want to ask a personal favor to anybody listening to this this episode: if you really like the episode, sign up for their Patreon for one month at least. Get these guys a little bit of cash. You know they yeah. do. They've been doing this for over ten years now, right? Thirteen years. Thirteen years. This is our thirteenth year. That's definitely over yeah. ten years. And, and you, <laughs> <laughs> so just say yes. Like you yes. Guys. Yes. Just say yes. Uh, but but you know what? If you can support your artists, you know, 
the, the, the flea market, the punk rock flea market, yeah. Mary Anarchy. There's Thank so you. many yeah. wonderful things there in is. town. You can, you can, well worth it. You know, all the local places that, you know, the eateries and stuff like yeah. that. Can there, I do a, can I do a place? Please. There's one coming up on the 29th. I'll have a booth at the West Street Markets doing a thing. It's like Ooh. a all ages, like 5 to 9 p.m., I believe. Awesome. Yeah. Is there music? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's supposed to be like, like bands, crafts, and like a. It's like free, it's free too, so it'll be a cool little event. And you, you, you do. Uh, we just recently had you on, and, and you're sharing uh, your jewelry and yeah, stuff with yeah, us. Yeah, so I've been doing more like earrings, and uh, I do like yeah resin stuff, earrings, like uh, just cool gothy punk shit. You know. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't got a bolo yet. Yeah, yeah. Can I, get I, a bolo? I like to vet people by uh, bolos like, are coming back. Yeah, the band bolos. I'm like. You know, they're they're cool. If they buy one, I'm like, hey. <laughs> is that a Venom it's one? A Venom one. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I noticed that once you came in, I, I was like, that's, that's metal. metal. I made this. <laughs> I know. I made this, and I was like, yeah, I'm keeping this guy, and I'm not ever making another one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so metal, yeah. dude. I try. It's it's hard not to keep them all for myself, but yeah. <laughs> so 29th, yeah. Hey, I love you guys, yeah. and I really appreciate yeah. you guys taking a chance and having me and Katie on the Thanks show. For oh, having so us. it's been great. Really, you. really yeah. meant yeah. a lot to it's us. You know, it was fun to play. We haven't played these songs acoustically in front of anybody. Correct. So it was yes. nervous, but, we, co- but cool. We yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. A little nervous. Yeah. Right on. And you can check <laughs> that out. Was it Keller Antisocial Club? Antisocial Butterfly. <laughs> Antisocial Butterfly. That's what I meant. There but should be a club, club It is a yeah. club, and I am well, a member. Hopefully. <laughs> That's your fan club. Card carrying member. Club. Yeah, I Nobody like would show up to the meetings. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. so true. We just talk about it. Like, All the talking text. about diapers it's just, it's, and stuff earlier, text, hopefully yeah. that broke the ice. Of <laughs> I did, yeah. totally. Yeah. That made me so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and seeds, right, Nick? Yeah. Right. Seeds. That, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Type life. Yeah. Well, it's been a great episode. Um so we're going to hear this last song uh, just for everybody who could make it in today and for the Reverend Rory Dowd working hard for us out there, Lord Strice and everybody else at the Worst Little Podcast. And thank you, Sophia, for being a guest host today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll, I'll hopefully be on soon. We'll see. Figure Hell out yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> you're going to integrate your talents into right. this show for awesome. sure. Oh, that's awesome. Um, you got more movies not to watch. I have so Can't let them movies. down. <laughs> yeah, you can't watch a yeah. bunch of movies. Because yeah, I'll go watch and then see <laughs> yeah, how perfect. well you do. You're going to make Nick broke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For the Worst Little Podcast, Nick Ramirez saying over and out, life is short and we love you. We're talking out of our ass
Before becoming, yeah, I quit you.